This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe, good times. Laura, what do you got? So I love the beach and the blue lights are back. I'm so excited. I'm going to try to go see them because I tried last year when they were here. So the bioluminescent lights right. um, mm-hmm. are back in Newport. So if you guys, I know Greg tried to go last year. I went to like five different beaches trying to yeah. go see this thing, and it did not work out for me. So are you guys in? Because I want to go try this year. Greg, did you actually see them last year? Yeah, I did. I went down to Manhattan Beach and saw them, and they were beautiful. Mm-mm. I went there. It was too early in the pandemic. I wasn't interested in going anywhere at that time yet. Are you in yeah. this time? Uh, no. Uh, no, I'll go. I'll go this time. I thought you were asking. I didn't know who you were asking. Um, oh. But I uh, no, I'll go this time. I went to the beach this past weekend. You know, so of course I'll go now with the Trudell family. Uh, well, not with the Trudell family. They they were they happened to be you know they lived down not that far from there. So we and, and Mrs. Trudell joining pomegranate margaritas. Or, my or, wife and I. It wasn't margaritas, mimosas. Um, my wife and I had them, and Mrs. Trudell had one. Um, and yeah, we had a good time. Oh, sounds nice. Yeah, Hermosa Beach. You feel like I, it sounds like you wanted to be invited or something. Well, I don't know, man. I, I mean, maybe I mean, you don't time. have little kids, though. Like, you want to hang out with little kids? It. I know. He's I'm... been inviting himself for two days now. I don't know. If I'm <laughs> I, I will say this though: LZ did even get a picture. Actually, I sent him a picture. Now he also has seen my children, so there is that too. That, that is true. Sure. I see your children every day on Instagram. No, I, I get it. You see them there, but not. <laughs> That's <laughs> a comment. He's actually physically <laughs> seen them. Is comment what I would on say. your stories, you know, yes. like, hey, yeah. cute kid. Yeah, thank you, though. I appreciate <laughs> that. Um, but anyway, yes, I would go. Uh, would you guys go? To see the lum- uh, bioluminescent uh, thingy? No, I won't. <laughs> I'm, I it's won't fine. either, really. Like, well, I don't want to. I don't want to lie. Driving, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's fine. Down the coast. If I'm yeah. driving down the coast and I'm like, hey, what's going on out there? Oh, yeah. cool. All right, maybe I'll pull over and take a look. But I'm not like going out of my way for it. I don't know why. That stuff doesn't really doesn't make me leave to go do okay. that. Okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. All right, that's what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe. Good times. You're listening to KSBN Los Angeles. And uh, we're going to have Kendrick Perkins in 15 minutes. So we will talk to him about LeBron recruiting Steph. Okay, so mm. uh, you guys talked about this. We talked about this audio, right, of Brian Winhorst on his podcast, The Hoop Collective. And you can, of course, subscribe uh, to The Hoop Collective podcast. I actually suggest you should because Brian always has interesting uh, discussions on this show, including this thing about LeBron and Steph. So he brings it up. And he's doing the podcast uh, this week with our buddy Mark Spears and our pal Nick Friedel of ESPN. And they are ju- – now, Nick covers the Warriors for us. And Mark lives in the Bay Area. He's been around the Warriors forever, right? And obviously, Mark has been around the entire league forever. But um, he- listen to this when Brian brings this up, um, the reaction of Mark and Nick. Go ahead. LeBron thinks there's some doubt. Otherwise, he wouldn't be doing this. Because I know he feels a certain way about Steph. Because I watched it. There's doubt about what? Straight... What do you mean? Did you think you think LeBron thinks he may leave? LeBron started recruiting him at the All Star break. Yeah, Le- okay. Steph is not going to leave. He's not not right now. He's okay. not going to leave. Fine, I mean, but LeBron recruits right everybody, just, right? So fine. He gets a lot of guys yeah. too. I, I'm just I'm just saying, just to <laughs> be clear, it's not happening. Just to be clear, Steph is eligible for a contract extension this summer. 
and LeBron started recruiting him an all-star break. Yeah, but he might be playing for somebody else once the next contract's done. <laughs> Listen, man, I'm not denying. I'm just stating. I'm just stating. To, I'm not. Uh, he's still going to be with the Lakers. He might play in New York at school all the time. Uh, the point. The point is well taken. I understand yeah, what no, you're, where it. you're going, B. But uh, but yeah, was, Steph's not going anywhere. So Steph's not going. Howling. Um, now I'm kind of in their camp, right? Um, but LZ. You just don't – you don't think it's likely, but you don't rule it out. I don't think it's likely, and my rationale for not believing it's is, is, is not likely is based upon the fact that he just wants to be where he's at and he's happy there. Correct. Not, not based upon he can't leave because there's these unspoken rules that he dare not break. Sure. No, no. Right. right. Yeah, I'm with that. I, I get that part of it. But – um, and Cap, you you are all in on it as well. Oh, I totally believe it, and I I believe that Winhorst uh, kind of has that insight into LeBron and what he's doing, and he says he's recruiting him, and I don't think anybody was surprised by that necessarily. But I just think that if you're Steph, you got to look at the team, you got to look at what's left there, you got to ask yourself if Clay's healthy, do I think we can really win a championship, and will he be healthy? And ultimately, you start thinking to yourself. You know, listen, how much longer am I going to play? What is it I want to do with my life for the, for the remainder of my playing career and afterwards? And could teaming up with LeBron and being in L.A., what can that do for me? And I just think that guys look at things like that. And so I just don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that at some point LeBron and Steph would combine forces. Yeah, I, I, don't, feel, um, uh, I, I, don't, I don't feel like... Look, I don't feel like Steph's going anywhere because I think he he's happy, he's in his place, and I do think, as I mentioned earlier, I feel like ego plays a part in this. Like, he's a competitor. He wants to compete against LeBron. He thought it was cool. I talked to Steph literally a week before the All-Star game because we did the I did the Warriors-Lakers game, and I did, like, a pregame interview with him um, on Zoom before the game that day. And I asked him, like, how cool would it be to play, you know, that you, you're probably going to play with LeBron in the All-Star game. And he said, yeah, man, it's kind of cool. We're always been such competitors, this, that, and the other, just to have the moment to play together would be cool um, because we've had so many fierce battles before, right? So I, I believe he likes those fierce battles, and I feel like he wants to be the guy to have more than LeBron. But I, why? I, I mean, listen, Le- LeBron left I mean, and went I, and I mean, joined It's Miami. just a hunch based I, on my conversations. Right. That's but just LeBron, what I'm saying. I know, but LeBron left and, and went to Miami. Uh, Kevin Durant joined Golden State. I mean, the, the, the Nets have gotten everybody practically that they could get their hands on. I mean, I just don't understand why people would think. And, and listen, here's one thing. The guys who were doing all the laughing, uh, Spears, those guys are tight. They're close. They're, they're in on it. And sometimes when you're super close to it, you're like, oh, he would never. He could never. I'll never believe it. I've been there and done that. And then the Chargers moved to L.A., okay, when I never would have believed it. So I believe that Steph and LeBron are thinking long-term, let's play together at some point in our careers. Yeah, I don't buy it. But um, here's what I would say um, about LeBron. LeBron absolutely would play with Steph is what I'm saying. Of course. LeBron, the the LeBron part of it, I'll give you LZ and Cap. Uh, It's the Steph part that I'm not buying in this equation. Now, look. I'm, there's nobody that's been around LeBron more than Brian, okay, at this company, and probably covering basketball, okay, because you know Brian's mom, if I recall correctly, was LeBron's like freshman teacher or something like that. 
um, it, it, some sort of – I know she's a teacher, and I know she taught LeBron. So that's how far back Brian goes. Like, he was literally covering LeBron in high school uh, for the Akron Beacon Journal and then eventually went to the Cleveland Plain Dealer and, and you know, covered him with the Cavs and then eventually at ESPN. So he's been with him forever. And, Laura, do you have the sound from today when I was on the jump with Brian and Perk? Okay. I, Brian nailed it. Like, I, I will say this. Whenever Brian Winhorst, LZ, says, let me tell you something about LeBron, okay? Whenever he starts a sentence that way, like, I, really I know it. it's going – whatever's following is going to be accurate and good. And here's what he said to me and Perk today on the jump. Let me tell you something about LeBron. Unless you're <laughs> part of a very small select group of players, and Perk is in that group, but it's a small select group of players, you are either with LeBron or you're against him. If you're with him today, you're his buddy. If you're against him tomorrow, you're his enemy. Very, very few escape that sphere. Perk is a guy he always liked, but you don't want to know why? Because he played with Perk when he was in high school, okay? He goes all the way back to a teenager with Perk. That's a very small number. So, yeah. He was a fierce rival of Steph Curry uh, four or five years ago for five years. If there's a window of an opportunity, 1%, 2%, that he can get Steph Curry on the Lakers, he's going to be his buddy. And if he re-signs with the Warriors and it closes the door, he'll be his enemy again. Just like a couple of years ago when Kyrie Irving was going to be a free agent, he made up with him for like three, four months. N- then Kyrie goes, <laughs> now he's his enemy again. This is how LeBron rolls. He's been rolling like this for 15 or 18 years, and it won't not change and this is just another file he's going to try to get Steph if he doesn't get him we'll try to get somebody else that's I, I I mean clearly I can't say it better than that like that is exactly LeBron James he was messing with Kyrie of all people for a minute and then he was just like oh man that's it forget Kyrie he's out like I'm, I'm back to not caring about him anymore that's the deal so from the LeBron side I'm totally in on that isn't that just business correct he's a businessman <laughs> yeah. I mean it's uh, I mean one day ESPN's messing with you, then one day you wake up and it's not. Right. They've moved on. That's yeah. business. Yeah. That that is the business of business. And so I didn't take anything that Brian said to be nefarious. No. I didn't think no. it was an attack on any sort. I do don't I necessarily don't like the way that he characterized the Kyrie thing because the enemy frenemy on positioning isn't a one-way street. Kyrie is very active in the enemy fight. Oh, no, 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 for sure, for sure, for <laughs> sure. Of, of what's, what's happening. For sure. but, but I think in that conversation, we were strictly talking about LeBron, right? Right. Like, so, yeah. But, There's George, like, you're saying you don't think that Steph would play with LeBron, no. but that LeBron would welcome Steph. Correct. I don't think that's right. Okay. Um, you, LZ, you brought a business, though. We mm-hmm. did find out why the Lakers were interested in trading for Kyle Lowry. Um, and, and we had talked about this a little at the time that I had heard that Dennis Schroeder turned down an extension. And now we've got reporting that says that was the case. So right. he turned down four years, $84 million, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Whew, um, I, that, it's a risk, right? It's a risk. And, and, you know, this is part of the reason why they tried to make that move. It was why I was in on making that move. And also, it's probably why LeBron is trying to recruit Steph. I mean, also, Steph is, is an all-timer. But, right. I, I mean, I think that that's something to keep an eye on, right? Like, I don't think that's nothing, the shooter declining the extension thing. No, it's not. What is he looking for? What does he want? I guess he wants whatever this, the max it is that he this, can get. This Dennis person. What, is, what does he want? Right. What does he think he's worth? What does he think he's worth? Probably mm-hmm. closer to 100 for four. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. We got to sign Drummond. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm I mean 
Listen, I like Dennis. I think Dennis is a good player for us. Um, I think that he has an opportunity to even develop into a borderline all-star if he continues to to work with LeBron and AD and we continue to win and up and it lifts up his profile. But that dude is not a $100 million, four-year, $25 million. Oh. He's not that. Ty- Time out. I got the figures wrong. The max okay. he can get is four for 84. The Lakers apparently are and him are far apart. There's not an actual uh, number attached to Winhorse's report. No, it, it just, says it says Winhorse reported Schroeder turned down a four-year $84 million extension. Uh, on the podcast. It says here the maximum he can sign for is four for 84 if he totally maxes out what he's able to do in an extension. No, that that's the quote from Brian I'm reading here. Right. So four years is the max that he could get. Correct. Right. So he's turning down the max. So what does he want? No, no, no. He, they, no. What, what I'm telling you is, I'm reading it here. Brian Windhorst quote: "The maximum he can sign for is four years, eighty-four. If he totally maxes out what he's doing for his extension, what I've been told, and the rumor is pretty widely out there. So I doubt that it's very surprising the Lakers. Oh, you're right. Did indeed offer him the eighty-four million dollars over four years. Now this is where I get into a gray area. Was it fully guaranteed or partially guaranteed? Now that actually." is the interesting part because that's the thing. I don't think people realize everyone just assumes all the NBA contracts are fully guaranteed. They're not all. They're not. I mean, they're mostly right. are, but not right. all of them are, especially for a team that is in a championship chase in theory for several years. They're going to want to do some uh, finagling with the, some of those deals. Well, let me tell you, in my opinion, he made a mistake yeah. because – So, to... by the way, LZ, I'm, again, you were right. My apologies on that. Go oh, ahead, no, you're Scott. right. We're good. So I'm telling you right now, dude made a mistake because you see what LeBron's contract, how many years he's got. You see how long AD signed for, and you think to yourself, I could be the point guard for that team, but no, I'm not satisfied with this contract offer of four of 84, $21 million a year. Dude, you got to be thinking, why is it that Kyle Kuzma has a shoe? It's because he plays for the Lakers, and he's more famous than ever before because he plays with LeBron. I don't know why guys don't think about these things. I don't know why guys think they're going to get so much more money someplace else because he's not a number one leader of a team. He's a piece of the puzzle here. Yeah, he's, no, he's I agree. A, no, he's a good piece. He's an important yeah. piece. He's our third leading scorer. Obviously, we didn't do a very good job of winning games when we didn't have him in the lineup because AD was gone. But also, he does a lot defensively, too, is that we like in the hustle plays. I like Dennis Schroeder. Um, I don't know what he wants. Now, Greg posed a good question. You know, I don't know. I haven't done the research on it. Maybe you know George or Cap, but, you know, is it possible he can make more money in the summer? Um, but if he does want to make more money in the summer, I stick to what I said earlier, which is you ain't worth $100 million. <laughs> right. So, and by the way, if the Lakers so, don't win a championship, dude, what are you? I mean, you, you're a guy who's got a, a decent resume. That's not champion yet. Yeah. No, he, no, he, he can get the bag. Don't get it twisted. He can get the bag from somebody. I'm just saying, for our purposes here in L.A., he ain't worth no hundred million dollars. For our purposes, but he can, but he can, but he can, but he can get the bag from somebody else. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, by the way, Perk just texted me; he needs about thirty minutes, so we'll call him in like half an hour. Uh, but coming up next. Um, let's get back to USC and UCLA. By the way, you can hear UCLA Michigan right here at six fifty, six fifty. But coming up next, it is time to lay it all on the line when it comes to the five people on this show. I'll tell you what that's all about in two and a half minutes. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI 
to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Sedano, LZ, and Cap with you here on 710 ESPN. By the way, um, I'm going to be in for Max Kellerman tomorrow at 11 o'clock. Uh, Max needs to take a day off for something, uh, so I will be uh, I'll be in. So I'll be uh, singing the virtues of UCLA, USC, and the Lakers, basically, uh, most of the show tomorrow. I'll probably have to talk some NFL, but that's fine. Um, but I'm going to call in. I'm going to call into the show. Max takes a lot of calls. Does he really? I, I, I don't listen to Max all that often because I'm usually in the middle of something at that time. Yeah. Um, like I'm usually either getting either taping around the horn or the jump or whatever. So I, I don't have a lot of time to listen to Max. Sometimes I'll catch the back end on my yeah. way back. But uh, I, so I hear occasional calls, but you're saying he takes a lot of calls. I usually catch like the last couple of minutes, like last 20, 30 minutes, because um, that just before Mason in Ireland. And the reason is, you know, I think Max takes a lot of calls then because he's freaking completely wiped out from like Fried first, from take, first take and, and then now he's doing live radio and he's like yo can i get some calls all up in here please yeah. you know yeah you got some funny callers i'm gonna call you tomorrow you're not gonna okay. know it's me yeah i i'm pretty sure i'm gonna know it's you nope nope i'm gonna disguise my voice get out of here <laughs> lz what do you think the chances of scott fools me tomorrow on the air uh actually i think it's pretty good really yeah huh. i think so Okay. I'm betting on his ability to disguise himself. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Um, let just me ask don't, you this. Just don't do any pop culture references, Cap, or you'll give yeah, yourself away. Yeah, then I know you're out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. as soon yeah. as that happens, it's a dead giveaway. Right. Yeah. It is a giveaway. By the way, um, Dancing with the Stars, our friends at ABC, renewed for the 30th season. Now, they do what, two a year, basically? Two uh, two seasons a year? So it's been on like 15 years or whatever it's been. Um, how do you think, like, if you had to rank – this show, one through five, on how successful you would be on Dancing with the Stars, how would you rank the five of us? Let me start with Laura, actually. Mm. Mm. Okay. Laura, okay. are I, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Or are you just in shock? <laughs> I'm in <laughs> shock. I'm like, me right. first? Uh, okay. Yeah, because he sprung this one on us. Okay. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I didn't have time to he didn't think about it. tell us he wanted to talk about this. All right, good. Okay, so who's worse, who's best? Yeah, top five, like five in order. Okay. Who would be best? Who would be best and then to worst on Dancing with the Stars? LZ. Would be number one. Yeah. yeah. Five. Yeah, he would be five. Four would be, who? this is between me and Sedano. Ooh. I'll say me. And then As Sedano. well you should. As well you should. <laughs> I was like, then Sedano, then Greg, then Cap. Yeah, that's how it go. Just, that is just <laughs> awful. That is brutal. That is terrible. But on the other hand, somebody got to be dead last. But I just hey, think you, you, you were listed, homegirl. You were listed. Be happy. I know. At least I'm in the top five. I know. <laughs> exactly. But there's only five. I know. She could have said, like, in the tree next to me right now. But she didn't. She said your name. <laughs> Appreciate that, girl. You're welcome. Uh, Greg, how would you rank us? So I'm pretty close to what Laura's got there. I think I'm actually going to go Laura 5, LZ 4. Oh, no, no. You're saying Laura 1, like number 1. Yeah, Laura. okay, yeah. Laura okay. 1. I was going the other way. Yeah. So Laura 1, LZ 2, me 3, George 4, Cap 5. Okay. You over uh, George? L LZ? Yeah. You don't know. Go ahead, um. LZ. 
Let's see. Dancing with the Stars. I'm going to say that Greg is number one. Yeah. I think Greg's going to last the longest on the show. LFG. Wow. And really? I'm going to go Laura Why do you two. think that? Do you think like he just... You, you He'll get he the sympathy just... vote. You know, oh, people are calling. Oh, get I... out of here. <laughs> Carrie be like Ann this... and Abba, what do you think of Greg's performance? It was so pathetic, I got to give him a 10. <laughs> Yeah, you know, so I think he'll get the sympathy vote. You know, they'll look at him and like, oh, he doesn't have a chance. And then he'll move his hips like twice. And go, oh, my God, you're so much better than I thought. Tens. Uh, then I'm going to go with Laura, four, Cap, you're three, Sedano, two, and I'm last. You're not last. Stop that. No, uh, go ahead, I, Cap. I, I, think, I think I'll be last. I think okay. I would get the you least amount that, of votes. Do you think that you'll be like, you, you just won't ga- garner the votes? Is I what won't garner saying? the votes. Yeah, I won't okay. garner the votes. Okay. Because they'll yeah. be like, ah, he's too good. No, they'll be like, ah, that's that guy on CNN. I don't like his opinion. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that is true. That can work against you. On and when you like think that. about the demographics of who tends to watch shows like American Idol and The Voice and Dance with the Stars, you see what I'm going with. They say okay. things like, Len Goodman, what do you think of LZ's performance? And he's like, he's a good dancer, but I hate his opinion on CNN. A zero. <laughs> it happens. Carrie Ann and Abba, what do you think of LZ's performance? He's, he can move. He's pretty good. But I don't like what he had to say on ABC on Sunday, so I'm not giving him anything. <laughs> you know? Bruno, what do you say? LZ, I love you. You're great. You move your hips. You're great. But I hate the things you say, so zero. Mm. Could happen like that, LZ. Okay, well, that's that's pretty much why I, I ranked the way we did. Where's your rankings? Go I've cap. got at number five here. I'm working in descending order. Number five here, the worst dancer of the entire crew. I got Sedano at five. Okay. I got LZ at four. LZ might be able to move, but I don't really know if he's got ballroom kind of moves. I got number three at Laura. I think she can get down a little bit here in a ballroom setting. I'm actually giving Bergman a real opportunity. And then last but not least, and coming in at number one, the guy who I think would win, that's right. me. Of course, yeah. Um, let me explain something to you. And, and only Laura can understand this. Do you know how many quinces I danced when mm-hmm. I was growing up? I mean, seriously. Mm-hmm. Do you I'm know like, how many quinces I did? Like, quinces are literally dancing with the stars, It, it really is. Yeah. Yeah, correct? Yeah. Right, yes. LZ? Yeah. Yes. Have you ever been yes. to a quinces before, Greg? No, I have not. You know what they are, right? Like a, yes, a quinceanera, of course. Yeah, okay. sweet 15, basically. Yes. Um, yes. I've been Cap, to like, you ever been I've to been a quinceanera? See, see. Okay. That is literally like dancing with the stars, okay? I, I probably danced at least 15 of those when I was 15. All right? So then who do you I, have at number one? So I would still go with LZ despite him trying to knock himself. Uh, I still think at the end of the day his dancing prowess is that good that mm-hmm. he would be one? Len Goodman I would, would go, get over his opinion, huh? I would go, uh, yeah, I, I think his opinion won't matter. The dancing will overcome that, in my opinion. I think Lauda's number two um, because I just think the ladies always have, uh, like, I, I haven't danced like that in a long time, and I feel like Lauda's got the, the youth on her side in this uh, discussion, so I'm going to go with her, too. I'll be in the middle uh, at number three. Then I've got place. Greg at four, and only because... The three people ahead of him have more, like, dancing experience, I would say, okay? Um, not that Greg is a bad dancer, because I've said this before. When, when Greg tweeted out his video, I was stunned at the fact that he could dance. Um, and he could. Like, he could. He, he was a, a, a solid dancer. And you, Cap, no. 
Like you would be who? Like you'd be. What's the guy that was? <laughs> the guy who was the press secretary that got eliminated like two seconds into the Sean game. Spicer. Yeah, that guy. You'd be like Spice. Actually, you know what? Keyshawn was the first eliminated, I believe, once too. So if Keyshawn is getting eliminated, and he was a wide receiver, tippy toeing sidelines. If Key got eliminated first, then you're definitely getting eliminated first. It's amazing to me that this show, Dancing with the Stars, is now in its thirtieth season, and if they do two a year, that's fifteen years. Like, wow, 15 years. That's some incredible franchise. Does Tom Bergeron still host that show? Does anybody know? I and don't is, know. Is Aaron Andrews No, Aaron still Andrews on? on that show Is now. she? Because if I'm yeah. on there and she's on there and they have to do the post-game interview, the post-dance interview, she'd be like, I'm not talking to this guy. Right, because you're rivals. Well, there's been some things. Oh. Go but on. I'm not going to go there, George Sedano. Okay. Because I okay. want to get on Dancing with the Stars, and if Aaron okay. Andrews is still on, which I'm not even sure that she is, I want everything to be... Cordial and cool. Yeah. Jorge well, that, Briones. Well, this is not the way to do it, by yeah, the way. This this is, is, yeah, this definitely not. This is not the way yeah, to do it. Yeah. Oh. Jorge Briones yeah. of Mason and Ireland texts and he says, these fools don't get it. Quinces are the most choreographed dancers ever. Yeah, he's well, right. They, they ain't, those choreographers, they don't play. That, that thing is like, you know, you better get in line and get do, mm-hmm. do what I tell you. You better step when I tell you to step. You better wow. spin when I tell you to spin. They I don't do mess believe the fine people of uh, – of Bollywood may have something to say about that, but I'll let you ride. Okay. Trust. That, that is fair. Trust. Yeah, but Laura knows. I, I, I want to see a dance-off. I want to see the Kinsas versus, versus Bollywood. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> that could be a show. Let's put that on Bravo. There you go. <laughs> 877-710-ESPN. How many Kinsas did you dance? And how many Kinsas have you attended? 877-710-ESPN. Uh, hit us up in a second. By the way, Brian Winhorst. Uh, the aforementioned, who we talked earlier about with this whole Steph LeBron thing, uh, will join us in just a few moments. He uh, has got a little. He's normally doing family time at this time, but he did text me because I texted him earlier uh, if he could join us to talk about uh, the, all, basically everything going on in the NBA, but just briefly on the LeBron Steph stuff. Even though we did hear him, we just kind of get him to expand his thoughts a little bit. Uh, so Wendy's going to join us in three minutes. Stick around for that. Seven ten ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Yes, sir. Sedano, LZ, and Cap with you here on 710 ESPN. We've been talking a lot about the Lakers, obviously, and the the uh, story of our next guest, uh, Brian Winhorst. You can check him out on the Hoop Collective podcast. He is a New York Times bestselling author and, of course, one of the best in the business at covering the NBA for us here at ESPN. So, Brian, we have all these Steph LeBron recruiting questions, Dennis Schroeder questions, but really the big question that we were just discussing prior to your arrival here is Dancing with the Stars is being renewed for its 30th season. So I'll ask you this. Name me one person at ESPN and one athlete, perhaps, that you would like to see on the show that you think could actually go there and do well? Mel Kuyper Jr. Whoa. That's that. That's a surprise. Matt's hair would be. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Bomani Jones. He's very tall and and lean, and I think he's got a dancer's build. Okay. Okay. Good Fair scouting. Yeah. Yeah. What's you scouting? tell him that? And the Make athlete. Sure you tell him that. The, the, 
probably the most remarkable athlete that I've seen in person is Russell Westbrook. Oh yeah. So I think I don't think you want to be too tall because you have to have a partner. You know, you you know, you could say LeBron, but LeBron's so tall. He's six nine. Uh, how do you find a partner that you could possibly dance with? Westbrook's not quite as tall, so that's my that's my bet. Ah, ah that's a that's a curveball there for me, buddy, because. Westbrook goes at one speed. <laughs> he does. You want me to mix that up on a show? <laughs> I see what you're saying. It's a fair report. But, 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 LZ, to Brian's point, he does have those awesome dance-off things he used to do with Cameron Payne. Oh, yeah. Yep, he sure did. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He sure did. Yeah. He sure did. Yeah. Cameron had to keep up. Yeah. Until he, until he couldn't. Is he <laughs> yeah. still in the league? Right, right. Is he still in the league, Cameron by the is way? still in the league, yes. Good for him. He's a backup to the Sun, but he's having a really good couple of years. He's really he's going to get paid this offseason. Good for him, young man. So, speaking of getting paid in the offseason, we know Steph is going to, but who's going to sign the check? Well, look, the, uh, the free agent market is going to be not that interesting. The Clippers hope it's really not that interesting The Kawhi – uh, stays put. So really, the thing that we're, we're you know we're really keeping an eye on is the extension. There's a couple of extensions that are going to get interesting. One of them is Zach Levine, and you know Steph Curry is extension eligible. Now look, guys, he may get offered the four-year, two hundred million dollar extension, uh, and he may sign it and say, "I'm a warrior for life," which is probably what's going to happen, and that's the way it's going to be. In fact, maybe he even leaves someone on the table to help the Warriors you know, build and keep some guys around him as he moves into his mid-30s. That's probably what's going to happen. But the All-Star Weekend is now the number one recruiting place for free agency. Uh, it used to be Team USA, but guys, we haven't had an A-team Team USA in five years now, since 2016. And that's where Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant came together. It's where LeBron has done some recruiting. And this is not – what I'm saying is not a secret. LeBron – tweeted it saying how much he loves being a teammate with Steph Curry after all these years. It was so wonderful. Two guys from Akron. Guys, he's opening his playbook to show you what he's doing. Now, do I actually think that it's going to happen? No, but my point is that's what LeBron was doing. That was his, one of his primary focuses over All-Star Weekend was to play with Steph Curry, which is why he made him the second pick and why he wanted to talk him up and everything like that. Trust me, I was there those four years when he kept playing against the Warriors in the, in the finals. Those guys were not friends. I don't think it was like a hated rivalry, but they were definitely not friends. And now there's potential to do business together. And so let's talk nice about the guy. Wendy, I agree. I actually don't think this is unreasonable at all. I think that uh, to think that, that Steph's only going to stay with the Warriors because of his loyalty versus the opportunity to play with LeBron and in L.A. I think that there's some merit to that. So I, I just don't find this to be unreasonable. But George here tells me that the reason it wouldn't work is not because LeBron wouldn't welcome Steph. It's because Steph wouldn't want to play with LeBron. I disagree with that. What do you say? I don't know. I'm, I, mean, I mean, all I said was, LeBron was recruiting him at All-Star Weekend for everybody to see. <laughs> I mean, I have no idea. You know, my guess is Steph's resigning over the summer. But until he resigns, he's potentially got a choice to make. LeBron's awareness of who's available in free agency is well known. Just I think it was two years ago, 
or whatever it was, where he everybody he drafted on Team LeBron for that All Star game wasn't going to be a free agent that summer. You know, of course that's what LeBron is doing. Of course that's how he thinks. And look, if Steph resigns the summer as you expect, he'll look for somebody else. You know, he just helped recruit Andre Drummond. You know, there's always going to be somebody else. And one thing about LeBron James. He will be your best friend if you are useful to him on the court. When you are no longer an option to be a teammate and you are an opponent, he will try to cut your heart out. That's how he rolls. Right now, Steph isn't a threat to him. Even though there's a possibility, I guess, they could see each other in the playoffs, the Warriors are not a threat. Uh, So now is the time when he can move into a recruiter he can move into a different zone. If, if the Warriors were, were two and the Lakers were one in the West, this wouldn't be happening. But he sees a window, and so he'll go for it. Brian Winhorst with us here. Of course, make sure you subscribe to the Hoop Collective podcast. Uh, again, Brian is a you know, New York Times bestselling author. He's one of the best in the business at covering the NBA, and we're happy to have him here on the show. Uh, Brian, you mentioned Andre Drummond. What are the Lakers getting in Andre Drummond at this stage of his career? Well, he's still in his prime. Uh, and he's a super elite rebounder. He's probably one of the best rebounders the league has seen in the last 20 years. So the man will rebound. You know, he's going to have 15, 17, 20 rebound games. I mean, and you will notice that from the first game that he plays. Um, and, and there are times when he can really, really score. Uh, and right now the Lakers need scoring. I think short term he could need, he could be a really nice uh, injection of talent into their, into their uh, team. Um, what he is not is an elite defender. And what he is not, or at least he hasn't been to this point in his career, to be fair, he is not a difference-making player. And that is why consecutive years, as teams have tried to trade for him at 28 to $29 million, there have been no takers. Because while he is, creates statistics, he is not the type of guy who carries your team down the stretch to victory. Now, of course, You can pull out various games here and there over the last five or six years where he did do that. But on balance, he doesn't deliver at that level. And frankly, the Lakers don't need a guy that delivers at that level because we know when the chips are down in a big playoff moment, the Lakers center is going to be Anthony Davis. And they're going to put their best shooting lineup out there with AD at center. You don't do that during the regular season. You sure as heck don't do that when he's got a sore Achilles. But that's the way you're going to play when it matters. And when it matters, Andre Drummond, is probably going to be on the sidelines. And if he's not, the Lakers are probably going to have you know, bigger problems. Now, the one thing I'm going to point out, I've seen some people say that he would be a good matchup for Joel Embiid if that becomes a finals matchup. Bah. In their careers, <laughs> Joel Embiid has worked Andre Drummond over. Now, again, you could produce a game or two, I realize, where maybe Drummond had a good game. But oh, in man. general, Embiid has worked him over. So just, just for the record on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. As soon as you brought up Joel Embiid's name, I was like, going, well, we're not going to see them anyway, so we should be good. Um, and you're right. It's, Andre Drummond defensively is so weird to me, Brian, because on the one hand, when you watch him, you're like, okay, he's at best a you know decent defender, mediocre defender. He's not like porous by any stretch, but you know he's not shutting down big men on the paint. But at the same time, Last season, he was in the top 10 in every significant defensive statistic. Rebounds, third in steals, ninth in blocks. So it's perplexing to me because I'm, I know 
he's not a great defender, but at the same time, it feels like I can depend on him to defend. Does that make sense? Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. I wish I could say this a little bit differently. For whatever reason, and there's reasons, but I'm not, he, he isn't a guy who leads, whose play leads to winning, or at least hasn't in his career. Um, it's still... His career can still adapt and can still change, and he could go into a role where it's different. I mean, players are not cast in stone. But that's the thing about him. That's why he's paradoxical. That's why the last two teams that have had him have said, let's move on from him. Because while he does put up numbers, his, contra- his contributions do not lead to winning. And that doesn't, that's not to say that he's a selfish player by any stretch. But for, for various reasons in the game of basketball, what he does doesn't seem to help the bottom line. So... I would think that he should be a limited contributor to the Lakers, and if that role stays limited, um, it'll be good. The more you play him, the more you rely on him. What his career has told us is that that is going to be a detriment to your overall team, and it's not an insult for him. It's just what the results have shown us in his career. Wow. I mean, that is hardly the glowing endorsement that Laker fans would expect to hear because this guy's name has been out there for the last month that everybody's been talking about, buyout market and how to get better. And, by the way, those conversations were happening before LeBron was hurt. So you don't expect then, Wendy, that this is like now a new big three. Oh, God, no. Oh, no. (laughs) I mean, look, you put me as the third guy with LeBron and AD, I'll look pretty good. I'll be the. I'll be the. I'll be the, I'll be the yeah, 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 man. yeah. I'm um, sorry, B. I know you're trying to answer the question, but but I know you're trying to answer the question, B. But we got Marcus Saul in that scenario, and we're trying to get rid of him. So that's not altogether true either. Guys, you dig- <laughs> guys, guys. Marcus Saul is gassed. He's done. That doesn't mean that, again. I have to keep qualifying this because people will use this like a whip. The guy will have one or two good games, and they'll say you said he was done. Why did he sign for the minimum? <laughs> He's asked for the minimum because he's a minimum player. Right. Why did Andre Drummond get, get, get traded for a second-round pick at the deadline buzzer last year? Literally, they had nothing else, and they gave him a second-round pick for this guy. Why was he available for trade for six weeks and nobody would trade for him? Why did he get bought out? Why did the, why did the, you know who the Cavs started at center the other night, at the first day after they bought him out? They started a two-way guy who's a small forward. That's who they started at center. Dean Wade, right? He'd rather... No, Dean Wade's a, Dean Wade started a power forward. Oh. No, it's a different guy. But the point is, you know, there's a reason why these guys are available, okay? This, this, is, not, you know, this is not a big three. But. I firmly disagree with you. The stature. 
You think I, uh, I'm not going to fight I, I, No, no, no. We don't. I know it's not a fight. With it's just talent level. He's he's so talent. He's too talented. Talent level. Yeah. To get a guy with this talent level for free in March is a victory, and I think Rob Palinka said that when he we signed him. Like they, like I said, he is an elite rebounder. He he might have 18 rebounds his first game, and the Lakers need scoring. He's going to put the ball in the basket. But if if you're expecting um, him to be the difference maker, and I, I think he's only played one playoff series in his career, and so I mean I think that sort of says it all. He's seven or eight years into his career. He's played in one playoff series. That's not a member of a big three, okay? I mean, uh, I mean, I guess it was the same for Chris Bosh, but that's well, at least you know, that's no, Bosh had been in a couple three. times, right? It wasn't just once, so yeah. Wow. So you ultimately do not agree with the notion? Yes, that, I think the answer that, is clearly that, yes. He yeah, doesn't yeah, agree. This is not whether you guys. I know you guys want to keep asking him, but he doesn't agree. No, 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 no. I don't. I don't need to keep asking him. I, I've I've heard his opinion. Yeah. I respect where it's coming from. Um, I know all of his questions. Uh, he he asked the questions in vacuums, but I know all the context that's attached to them. I know that I can't even think of the coach who was coaching Andre Drummond when he was traded to Detroit or to the Cleveland Cavaliers because that franchise has been in such a disarray for almost as soon as they got rid of Joe Dumars. Yeah, but I do think to Brian's point, I think you're, this is the this is to me the the. The, the ultimate point. He got traded for a second-round pick. If he was that good, they would have gotten something more than that. Like, I think he fits good as a role player on this team. Yeah. It's, it's, hard, it's, it's hard for me to rationalize Brian calling him the greatest rebounder of the past 20 years and also don't depend on him. Right, but rebounding isn't <laughs> as important. Well, I said, I, right, I said one of the best rebounders, but also it's clear. LZ, his teams have not won. I, I understand that. Oh, oh, trust me. I understand. And I know, and I know exactly why they haven't won with him as the lead person. Same thing with Derrick Rose. What? He's okay. one. He, he's not if a leader. Look at Derrick Rose. Yeah, look at Derrick Rose. Okay. But he's not a bad guy. He's not. To be clear, he's a, he's a really good guy, actually. And that's the thing. That's what's so strange about. It. Like he he actually throws really good passes. He actually hustles on defense. Um, he he plays for his teammates at times. Like. But for some reason, his play doesn't typically lead to winning. And again, you put me on a team with LeBron and AD, we're going to get some W. But the idea that you think he's the, he's the foundational piece, the third foundational piece that's going to deliver the Lakers multiple championships, I mean, that's just – I mean, he was he – was I, I, will, I will bet you right now All right. that, that, Rob, that Rob Palenka's decision-making is superior over the decision-making – of the last two franchises that had him, and while I agree with you and by himself, Andre, that, I would agree. I would, matter? I would agree with. Well, it matters because you're using the other teams as a measuring stick as the worth of Andre Drummond. And my point is, you just call two teams that have been nothing but trash over the last five years and using their decision making to decide on the fate of Andre Drummond. When I'm looking at those two teams, going, they can't figure out anything let alone the value of Andre Drummond, let alone how to develop an Andre Drummond. But now that he's with the Lakers and he's, to your to, to what you said, one of the best rebounders of the past 20 years, I would think that when he's with this franchise, one of the best rebounders of the last 20 years, gets connected with Pippen and with Jordan and Rodman becomes a three-time champion. I'm envisioning something very, wow. very similar. 
You're not going to win wow. with Dennis. You're not winning if Dennis wow. Rodman is your number one guy. And that's what you're trying to say about Dennis Andre Rodman, Drummond. <laughs> when Dennis Rodman came to the Lakers, uh, when Dennis Rodman came to the uh, Bulls, I believe he already had a championship ring. Yeah, he had two. Um, but my point is, is that you're not winning if Dennis Rodman or a Dennis Rodman type player is your number one LZ, guy. <laughs> That's my point. LZ, do me a favor. Don't compare Andre Drummond to, to Dennis Rodman. No, I'm using an analogy. I'm, I'm using an analogy. <laughs> do I need to get Spears to laugh at you again? Because I'm really trying to help you out here, B. You're not understanding what I'm trying to say. He's a piece. Look, and by himself, he's, he's you are nice- right. By yourself, you are right. He is not going to lead a team to a championship by himself. He's not going to win a team to a lot of wins by himself. Most defensive players can't. But he's also combined with two other guys who don't need him to score all those points. I promise you, Andre Drummond is going to surprise you. Yes, the same thing could be said for Contavious, Caldwell-Pope, and Alex Caruso and things like that. You put them with two first ballot Hall of Famers, they're going to look good. I believe Andre Drummond will look good. But saying that they're the new big three, that they're one of the greatest fun courts, I mean, if they're one of the greatest fun courts in NBA history, it's because they got two first ballot Hall of Famers playing their two spots. Well, yeah. Um, a person wouldn't say that without, without a rationale. A person wouldn't say that without some rationale, Brian. We've broken the clock. <laughs> so how about this, okay? We've completely broken the, 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 the clock here on the show. So let's do this. You wanted to make a bet, LZ. Let's make a friendly wager. You guys can, can do a friendly wager between the two of you. What is how the parameters? I mean, how do you contextualize it? Yeah, what are the parameters? LZ. I don't know. I, what do you mean? I've already said my point with the bet. I'm not quite sure. Oh, what no, no. I didn't hear what, what it was. Like, what oh, were the parameters? Oh, so I, 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 I bet you and I promise you that the value of Rob Palenka. Oh, I thought. And, no, I thought yeah, we that's were doing like I, a friendly that's wager what I said. or something. No, that's oh, what no, I said. Oh, no, I thought we were doing a friendly wager. Oh. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I mean, clearly Any, you guys disagree. So. I, I, would be the, I would be a great uh, point guard, power forward, team trainer, uh, play by play announcer. If I had LeBron James, he elevates everybody. So he does. He elevates yes. Rob. He elevates Frank. He's going to elevate Andre Drummond. But step back from saying they just added a Hall of Famer at the buyout deadline for the minute. That's all I'm saying. Okay. All Fair right. enough. Fair enough. Wow. Wow. Wendy. Good. Thank you, brother. Uh, appreciate the time. We kept you way longer than we were supposed to. I know it's family Sorry about time. That. <laughs> so I, I we apologize, but thank you for always making time for us. All right. Take care. Bye bye. Right, See you. Thanks. There man. he is. Uh, all right. We broke the clock, LZ. Great job. Thank you. It was in the way. Yeah. It was a passionate right. debate. I don't even know how long. I think we're going to be back in three minutes. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.